Hey there, this is Dave. So I, I had an opportunity. This is a, a, a unique episode. Uh, Tom, uh, I'm going to miss Tom in this one. But uh, I had the opportunity to sit down with four other podcasters in the association industry. Dave Coriel, Kiki Latalian, uh, Ben Muscolino, and Joanne Panada. Dave does the Reboot IT podcast, the Reboot It. Kiki does Association Chat. Ben teams up with Gretchen Steenstra and Jake Tuhi and does the Association podcast. And Joanne has the Association's Thrive podcast. Now, in this episode, we have a little collab uh, between the group of us where you'll hear a little bit of the personality behind each podcast and the stories behind some of the episodes, not to mention the themes that we've discussed dis- discussed across all these podcasts. So if you enjoy the industry, if you want to learn more and stretch your awareness in the industry, these podcasts are a great way to learn and grow. And here's a little bit of exposure to podcasts other than just Association Strong. So enjoy this very unique episode of Association Strong. This is exciting. This is the gathering of the podcasters, some of the podcasters, right? So uh, we have all chatted before about the podcast community here in the association community and how we put out content and uh, support each other. And we've tried to get together at ASA Annual. We have, some of us have. We've pitched Podcasters Unite as an ASA annual session, right? So we're doing it on our own here. We're gonna we're gonna get together and, and this is great because we're gonna talk about what we see in the community, what we're contributing to the community, what we're hearing from the community. So before we even get started, why don't we do the quick round robin um, and do introductions? I'm gonna I'm gonna MC a bit. So I will start in my upper left and go with the OG um, podcaster from this community, Kiki La Italian, and and hear um, about what you're doing. All right, uh, Kiki Latalian, Association Chat Podcast, um, since 2009, right? Um, well, it wasn't a podcast in 2009, but uh, Association Chat started in 2009. And on, then Twitter. on Twitter. On Twitter, Acid oh, Chat, right. most pornographic sounding <laughs> hashtag ever. Thank Acid you. Chat. Um, yeah, so, so, and what am I doing? Um, actually, you know, as we're wrapping up, uh, 2023, what I'm doing right now with association chat is figuring out what 2024 is going to look like. And I am going back. This is actually a great excuse for going back through the previous year and planning what's going to happen next. So that's what I'm doing right now. Awesome. And I'm next in my view. So I'm Dave Coriel, president of Delcor, and this is my fifth season of Reboot IT, the 501c IT podcast. And for this season, uh, we're focusing on a couple of different things. One is keeping up with Microsoft, because we all know what hamster wheel that's like for most IT professionals. Another one is Ask the Delcorians, so I can align some Delcorians with what's being asked in the community. And we're, of course, focusing on uh, topics like cybersecurity and artificial intelligence, things that are important for us to keep on top of. And then lastly, what we've discovered is one of the one of the titles that leads to more listeners for some reason is Dave's worked up about blank. So I'm going to get worked up about some stuff this year. We're going to have a series of Dave got Dave got worked up about something. So that's what's going on on Reboot. And next on my view is the effervescent Ben Muscolino. Hi, everybody. Uh, ben Muscolino. 
Um, what am I supposed to say in my intro here, Dave? I just you're want to introduce the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the podcast. Okay, it's the Association so Podcast. Bubbly. The yeah. Ohio State <laughs> University Podcast. Yeah, the <laughs> Association Podcast uh, that I co-host with Gretchen uh, Steenstra and, and, uh, and of course, Jake Tuey, who uh, kind of founded the effort with us. Um, yeah, so we, it, it's really interesting. It started out as a webinar series actual disruption that we started during webinars are so dis disruptive yeah <laughs> is that what you say? yeah Dave, we're good we can get into this deeper. So you're coming so right you're so right webinars. Dave. Such a good i can meet people right it started webinars. out as a web web seminars rebels web seminars so they're the same <laughs> so you know they were so structured and so much work um not that i don't love doing webinars but uh the purpose of bringing everyone together and kind of acknowledging what was going on around us, the unstructured, the structured yet slightly more unstructured uh, discussion that we decided to start having around a podcast. We migrated, you know, that from uh, a webinar series into a podcast and never looked back. It's been so much fun. It's awesome. And next, Joanna, who has been one of the IT leaders in this community since well, I'm about the same time I was. Is uh, um, you know built a fantastic business and now has joined the community of podcasters in the last year or two. Are you talking about me? I am talking about okay. you. Okay, <laughs> so you're the, I'm you're Joanna, the Joanna Pineda. Of which I, I speak. Well, I'm also really new to podcasting. I've only been doing it for about 14 months, so I'm honored to be here. I'm Joanna Pineda, CEO and Chief Troublemaker of Matrix Group International. And Ben, like you, this podcast actually came out of a planning meeting for our webinar series. We do a showcase twice a year, and somebody said, you know, we need to tell more of these stories, so let's do a podcast. And I thought, oh, God, a podcast. But here we are 14 months later, and what I do is we don't have themes for the podcast. I interview CEOs, chief execs of associations and nonprofits, and I ask them about their, their CEO journey, and then I ask them what their organizations are doing to thrive. So I never know what I'm going to get in my interview. That's cool. It's not, yeah. It's, I know we should talk about that for a second too later, about scripting versus frameworking versus just cold, going at right, it cold. Right. Last but never least, my friend Dave Will. So, so many things I want to say, first of all, number because I'm no, bottling up all my little... I got to keep you... I know you. So, intro. Is Was that it? Am yeah, I done? You're done. You're done. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's the name of your podcast, Dave? We'll allow you to say that. And, and he, he asked me earlier, Dave, why are you so quiet? Because I knew when I opened my mouth, that's what was going to happen. Number one, I'm really glad Kiki was the first one to go pornographic in her language, right? Good job, Kiki. Number two... I actually think of the five of us like the Hobbit, the um, the what's it called, the Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> really, am I the only one? That, Joanna with the, in the green room, she's talking about. Wait, who gets to be the Hobbit? I Wait. get called the Hobbit every day. I don't. <laughs> oh, know. Okay, Ben gets to be the Hobbit. Who do I get to be? I'm going to represent the trees. Nice. Wait, I'm I am actually curious about what Dave's going for here. So okay. keep going, David. No, that was the end. That oh, was that the was end. the all right. My name so. is Dave Will. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Prop Fuel. I have a, 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 a podcast called Association Strong with my uh, brother Tom Morrison. And Association Strong is the intersection of entrepreneurship meets 
associations. Now that, that was the original premise. And, and the reason for that is Tom and I, you know, we've been on a number of uh, vacations together. We're, we're friends and we've, 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 uh, our, our spouses have met and hung out and stuff. So we have a re professional relationship, but we also have this personal relationship. And we'd be sitting on the beach with a cocktail and we'd be debating and arguing over exactly the stuff we talked about in the podcast. So we thought, wouldn't that be fun to record it? And now we bring guests in and we, we, we ultimately, at the end of the day, uh, what's in the back of my mind is is that intersection of where associations and entrepreneurship meet. I'd like to elevate both of those if we can. So that's what's kind of cool about, you know, you said the battle of the five armies. I don't see us battling anything. You well, know, if you remember correctly, a lot of them came together, Dave. A lot of them did? Yeah. Well, okay. the, uh, the, the elves well, and the... Yeah, the elves and the dwarves and the humans. And, and the, the trees. Hobbits. And the hobbits. And the trees kicked you know? in. The elves seem cool. I think I want to be an elf. They're a little be arrogant for me, though. I mean, they're like... I am, too. They're so, beautiful. You know, it's great. It's Just like Kiki. I think Dave's trying to get us back. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, yeah. Sorry. All right. So, yeah, before we go too far into the lore and legend, and, and they weren't friends before. We've all been friends a long time, and we've all known each other a long time. So what I think is cool about it, though, is we all do have a different focus, right? And what I've, I think what... what spurred part of this even getting this together when I was trying to get us together at annual was I don't and hey this sounds really bad I don't know if people are paying enough attention to us hey everyone look over here you know we're putting together this content it's not sales content it's not marketing content correct it's just discussions going on in the association community that you know we have different focuses around success versus what you know culture and you know like you said the intersection of entrepreneurship Ben, I'm still not sure what you're doing. But other than that, it's all good and it's good content. No, Ben, you guys have great, awesome conversations. We all do. And, and I just wanted to make sure that it's out there. Talk a little bit about what you've, A, you know, maybe one of your favorite podcasts that you've done so far. And, and then we can talk a little bit about what we're learning as we're talking to all these people, right? We're out there having these conversations. Let's Let's, you know, share those thoughts. What's what's your favorite podcast, Mr. Will? Dave, what, what's one have you done that you love the most or, you know, feel like is a good example? So we, I, we've had, it, it, it's pretty inconsistent, which is a theme I'm hearing there in this group where sometimes we'll have association execs talk about their association, their issues and how they resolve them. And then other times we'll have some like, keynote speakers talking about generational issues or, or looking into the futurists talking about what, what's coming down the pike. Those are always super interesting. But the ones that I, I find the most interesting are the actual, the, the regular association execs. Nobody that's going to get up on a stage and talk. You know, it's somebody that we pull in and really pull out some, um, some intricacies about how they're doing their job that's unique that everybody could learn from and like one, one that comes to mind is guillermo um ortiz desarate do you guys know where or g mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he goes by g he works for ncarb national council of architectural um what's the rb um uh, uh registration boards i think it is and i might have the r wrong i think and it's review but anyway review boards review you're right boards. you're right yep and um uh, and so NCARB 
is obviously an association, but they have, uh, under G's tutelage, they've created this thing called Lineup. And Lineup is basically a, a for-profit software company. And they're not the only ones to do this. There's, there's a lot of associations that have created this for-profit entity as a revenue-driving um, uh, entity under the umbrella. So it's uncommon but it's it's a really successful revenue driving machine for a lot of organizations and coming from my perspective where i'm interested in taking entrepreneurship and finding that intersection of where it meets with associations i mean that's a perfect perfect example and so i i can think of one or two podcasts like that but the one i did with with um with uh, Guillermo was called, uh, it started with Innovative Ideas and then the title went on, but it's, it's, uh, it was back in 2022, Innovative Ideas. And you, just being this, you also host the podcast for EO, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have another podcast. That's actually something I'm, I'm super uh, entertained by because, because of the, uh, so it's called EO360, Entrepreneurs Organization 360. It's, it's, an, it's another association I belong to. So I belong to two associations, ASAE and Entrepreneurs Organization. And for EO, I do their global podcast, 18,000 members worldwide. Mm -hmm. And I've had some really, really cool guests, but yeah, there it's like a human interest people. story. I've interviewed the founder of Reebok, like the guy that actually came up with the name wow. Reebok. Super, super cool. Interviewed a lot of really interesting people. This guy on the cover of Time magazine that is reversing age. I think his name is, um, I don't know his name. His name doesn't matter, but he's reversing age. That's what matters. And then the, the uh, who's the guy? Paul Hutchinson uh, mm -hmm. did a, a movie recently on rescuing uh, uh, abducted children. Uh, um, so you're doing, you're having, Having a breadth of conversations there too, but your intersection is still entrepreneurship, which is cool. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's that to this it, the, the general. It doesn't always go into how to be a better entrepreneur. They're not really how to as much as to really get get to the core of what makes uh, an entrepreneur tick, and from the association side, what makes it a thriving association tick. That's what I'm going for. That's awesome. And, and I don't want to hog the MC role, so to speak. So, you know, I've never known anyone sitting here to be the least bit shy. So I, I know I started by kind of round robining it, but don't like, you know, obviously. It's all yours, DC. I'm usually drinking on a Friday afternoon in my podcast. So I'm hanging back right now this morning, waiting for you <laughs> guys to point out. You're going to nurse it this morning. Yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah. This is Irish yeah. coffee. Yeah. <laughs> is it hard to do this sober, Ben? It's, you know, it is different. That's all. <laughs> Let's give you a minute to get a couple more sips and hear from I'm TV good. No, it's, it, it, it is. Well, I want to jump in with one point. Okay, there's awesome. my opening. Thanks, Dave. So it is funny to think back and think, well, what are my favorite episodes? I think I have favorite episodes and I have favorite guests, right? And mm. like, you're not supposed to pick a favorite child, right? Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, but. It's really interesting. Like we've had um, some really incredible people like Dr. Jason Leahy from Illinois Principals Association, who is very much an entrepreneur who launched ELN, which is Ed Leaders Network inside of IPA as this extension. Like We all work with associations. Illinois Principals Association is a state-focused principals association. 
And yet he launched this grant program to create micro credentials and go to colleges and get them to accredit those things. And then like drag this thing across 16 other states and like replicate the model. He's built this juggernaut of a business inside this little state education association. And so for me, I look at people like that and he just makes me want to get up and run a 5k and like start 10 more startups. Um, and then you get people like Ron Moen on who and what was the name of ron's episode the diamond in the end is worth the pressure in the process and if everyone everyone here knows ron so um he i loved his episode because he got up and kind of moved around his office a little bit with his laptop and showed us some things that were on his whiteboard and some prompts that he uses with his staff to create this super productive culture and um it's just been so much fun looking at the dynamic of like the the different topics. Like we just had this big ADA topic that we did recently. We had this woman that was recommended by another guest um, who I'd never met before that goes in and does consulting around conference, you know, ADA compliance and, and things like that. And which is a very different vibe than when I had Dave Will on or Rob Katchen, who's very, like super about his his mission uh, over at AAP. So for me, like I have favorite episodes and I have favorite guests. And that's one of the things where you you especially having multiple co-hosts, too. Um, I love the we have this cadence and these features within our podcast, but with, there's kind of an unstructured nature of it. And man, I freaking love it. Did you say intrapreneur earlier? Yeah. What What is an intrapreneur? So if you Google it, I'm sure it'll give you a definition, but uh, what it is- Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna someone go- Someone that, cre hey, that creates from within instead of, um, instead of what you might think as an entrepreneur to create something kind of wholly singular, he created right. something new from within. From within a structure, like an existing mm. organization. Yeah. yeah. And- um, yeah so so he, for him like and i've known him for a long time he was a customer of mine at um the ams company that i worked for and then he followed me to my consulting business um and when i left that he followed me to my next consulting business and when i took over the community software business he followed me there as well um and so we probably all have some of those customers right but um, to the extent that you get to know someone and watch them grow their career and build things alongside while you're doing it and um, and kind of do these things that are so different and yet so similar and parallel and feed off each other and learn from each other. Um, it's I feel so fortunate um, to kind of be able to like wrangle those conversations together, right? And share them with people. And so something you just said, Ben, around the whole, the whole piece of, you, you know, we all know Ron Moen. Yeah, you know, it's just kind of a—it's almost like a toss-away comment, but it's so true. And yeah. and your part about following and somebody followed me here, and and we've all known each other for so long. I feel like a lot of people outside this community don't get that. They don't yeah, they'd get be that like, in whatever community they're in. That, that yeah, there's these connective points and tissues that have happened for so long that we've got to see each other. I mean, Kiki, you're a Delcorian alumni, right? I am. Back when you were you started yeah. the Sweet Spot, which was before podcast. Well, podcasting wasn't a thing yet; it existed, but I was live you know, streaming, man. I yes, mean, you it were. Was, a, yeah. Ed, yeah, you were webinaring before webinars, and so yeah. you know. So <laughs> we've been we've all been together so long. So these trends that we've seen that we can talk through, you know, and that's and and, and I feel like some of that's what you do on association chat 
is connect from the past to the future to the present and to the future when you're having these conversations. I'm yeah. pretty sure I dated every one of you guys at one point. That when did not- you date Ben? Wait, wait, was that before? <laughs> we had two go around. Yeah, after Kiki us. <laughs> yeah. It really is a lot of uh, interim. I knew it was a risk. I knew it was a risk. <laughs> it's a throwaway There's thing. There's going to be right? a cat fight soon. This is the thing when you, like, I, I met somebody new uh, at um, the the gala for the association uh, Power of A. See, it's before noon. So I met someone as I was leaving, and you would have laughed so hard, Kiki. And she was this. Uh, it's a beautiful woman and we're all standing there and I'm next to Cynthia and a handful of other people. I think Gretchen might've even been outside. And this woman was like, this is my second day at the association and I've new to the association market and I'm standing around and we had all been drinking. Most of us had known each oh, other God. for years. And I looked at her and I said, welcome to the show. Right. That's it. Welcome to the family. It I is, mean, it is yeah. a little bit of a throwaway that connective tissue that you mentioned, Dave, like it, it is people that come in from outside the industry wonder how some of these everyone you know everyone knows each other and um i I take it for granted a little bit how long it took and how um hard it was to kind of like learn the industry learn the people and learn all of of it in the dynamics and who to look to learn to and all those things yeah so well isn't that part of why we're podcasting right because there's all these great stories about how people are moving up through the ranks at associations and there are all these stories that aren't being told. I think each of us has had guests where we were blown away by what they said. And you're thinking, why isn't this a session at annual? Why wasn't this discussed at the tech conference? And I think that's part of why we're doing all the storytelling. Hey, speaking of storytelling, um, Ben and Dave, you talked about kind of entrepreneurship. What I have found in my podcast in the last you know, 14 months is the organizations that are thriving are reinventing their organizations and bringing an entrepreneurial mindset often to their governance, but um, much more often to their conference, where they're saying, some of them have said, you know what, the conference is great, but we needed to blow it up. Others have said, you know, we've seen this slow decline and it's the slow decline that's dangerous, right? Because you don't think it's a huge crisis and then it is, you know, five years later when all of a sudden you're at a third of the attendance you normally have. But it's the organizations that have been willing to to blow things up that are doing really well. I I love that point because um, I and I just met a woman. I was at a holiday showcase a, a week or two ago, and um, no, a week ago, and and uh, we had this conversation about change and embracing change. And I think what you just described is a cultural thing at an organization. You have some organizations that resist change. Um, you know, sometimes it's it's evident in the IT department, and sometimes it's evident down in uh, in uh, over in membership or marketing, where they're just trying to keep their head above water, and they're doing everything the way they know how because it's the easiest path. And then you have other organizations that are looking for ways to change things, and as a lot of entrepreneurs say, they're working on the business when they're looking for change, not in the business, which is a phrase I kind of get sick of, but it's a pretty good phrase too. We got to remember to work on the organization, not in the organization yeah. all the time. Yeah, there's there's certainly, and part of what you just, you know, we're talking about connective tissue and we're talking about 
you know, history, and then you're pulling out this theme of of the change and the the uh, reinventing. One of my favorite CEOs that I talked to talked about going to their staff and saying, "Listen, we're not a nonprofit association. We are a here's our mission. Here's what we're in business for. Company, digital company that happens to be a five hundred one c." Right, that's what we are. We are a digital first company. We're providing all the product services, events, value proposition through our digital platforms. Stop thinking about certification, meetings, accreditation, uh, continuing education, et cetera, standards as our product, right? That's that's just how we get to what our mission is, but we need to make sure we're a digital company first. And it sounds, you know, we, well, some of us cringe, some of us embrace, you know, the the digital transformation phrase. Uh, but the bottom line is that's where we're talking about not just having the same old meeting and watching the five or four percent attrition happen year after year. So I love that you're sharing that you're seeing these re- reinventing organizations. Actually, you know, if we're talking about, I'm totally like um, jumping in and like and bringing this back to the a question that you asked earlier which is about, you know, sort of the the themes and best episodes and stuff like that. Um, I've noticed that for Association Chat, it's been around for a little bit. Uh, the, the reason why, the why behind it, the episodes, why those episodes have changed exactly because of what you guys are talking about right now. And that is the fact that the association industry is changing or needs to change and for association chat, I think in the beginning, it started as, you know, I know in the beginning is the reason that I started the podcast was because at that time, Twitter was 140 characters or less. It's very hard to talk about things like value proposition and 140 characters or less. And so it was like, okay, you know, how can we talk about things, bring people on to talk about more in-depth topics in, a, in, in like a concise, in an hour's time, say, and um, and get into it. But over time, it, it's gone from being, let's talk about these topics like value proposition to being things like having some of my favorite episodes, Seth Godin talking about marketing for associations, yes. Max Brooks talking about when the pandemic started, I asked him, what does the author of World War Z think about uh, all of this since you wrote the book literally about what happens when there's a, a pandemic that breaks out, a little more dramatic. Um, what happens when you have Lou Rosenberg on and you have him in 2019 talking about Swarm AI and using um, the ability to uh, augment uh, human decision making with, uh, you know, AI. And I think that what what has happened for me, at least over time, is that I've looked at the podcast as not just reflecting you know, what are the things that people are talking about right now, but what should they be talking about? And like, where do we want to see things change? Because so, to what Joanna, to Joanna's point earlier, this blowing things up, we know probably like, you know, the majority of association executives are not feeling like blowing things up at any given moment, right? Like they don't want to do it. And so how do we get them there? And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of, and I mean, how effective it's been, Dave, I don't know. Like, I don't know, DC, how effective it's been when I look at uh, the history of association chat. Is it is it pushing some of those conversations forward? Is it making people like Ron Moen um, ask questions and begin to explore in different directions with 
their associations. And I think sometimes, yes, and maybe that's enough. I don't but know. But Kiki, some, we probably all get texts from some listeners who will say, what a great episode. I'm sharing this with my staff. So when you get those texts, you know that you've impacted someone and maybe you've sparked a conversation. So I think about Russ Webb from the Bay Area Apartment Association who has yeah. his FOMO event strategy. His annual conference is never at the same time or the same place or the same format. And when I mention that to clients, they kind of gasp and say, well, we could never do that. And I'd say, okay, but it's kind of an interesting thought experiment, right? Or I think about an organization like uh, Vince Tolucci, he's the CEO of the International Association of Chiefs of Police. What they did is they they went through a membership change and... um, Basically, what what they did is they talked to, well, let me step back. So chiefs is in their name, but if you're not a chief, you can still be a member. I think it's called an associate member, but they weren't getting those people. So they started talking to them, and there were two things happening. The more junior you know, police officer said, I didn't know I could be a member. And the chief said, wait a minute, this is a chief's organization. So Mm -hmm. there was a culture change that had to happen. So there are are changes like that that have to happen, or maybe they have to happen, but they don't necessarily happen. And that's what leads to maybe some organizations struggling. And I think you said associations are changing. I think the climates are changing. Oh, and so they have to change as a result. Yeah, and the ones that you know are not changing are really going to be. It's to their detriment. Also, I'm conceited. I mean, like, I mean, let's just, I, the truth is, is that, like, I think that, I think people should pay attention to this stuff that I'm talking about. Like, I really think they do. They should. Kiki, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yes. Dave's dying. He's got something going here. I'm glad, but I'm glad Kiki (laughs) said that because I find that fascinating. You're conceited. You think people should listen to that. I'm selfish Mm. and I don't do it for anyone else to listen to and quite quite the contrary like oftentimes you hear uh hosts of shows like larry king or 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 like people that have really done this professionally for a lifetime and they're always thinking about the audience and what does the audience need what do they listen i i'm so selfish both the podcasts i do i don't do that what and i'm not saying this is correct or the best way to do it i'm just telling you i'm i'm pretty selfish about it are you doing it for you I do it totally for me, and I ask questions that I'm interested in. I ask things that get me stimulated and engaged in the conversation. It just so happens that I'm so average in just about every way. It also happens to be what a lot of other people want to know and listen to. So there is an advantage to being like, it's funny, in high school and college, I always thought like I'm so average in every single way. I say the thing everybody's always thinking, and this happens to be the place where that plays well. But yeah, for I don't care sincerely, and I mean this sincerely, I do not care if anyone listens to the podcast. Because I'm gonna, I I'm do, gonna do we have a do we have a BS button on our uh, right. anywhere? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, wait, 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 I'm fascinated you think that BC, because yeah. I really and sincerely do not care. My interest in the podcast is what I get out of that conversation. I love talking to people and that's what I care about. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm doing a webinar and promoting something for PropFuel, like I want an audience, man. I'm, I want to get up on stage. I'm a bit of a showboat and I love attention. No, you're podcast, not, Dave. The podcast Talker. for me is all about the conversation. And, and I mean that sincerely. 
Isn't I mean, with everybody, fun? though. Yeah, but with everybody. Everything. Come on. Come no, on. If you listen to all of our podcasts, I, mean. I think we're all curious and we want to have the conversation. I've actually listened to all of your podcasts and I listen regularly, right. and you're great interviewers. And I think that's the secret. Well, there's, there's, well, thank you. I share the same feeling about all the ones that I've listened to. And I think there's also a certain level of energy we all have. I know Ben has more energy than the rest of us. <laughs> That shows everywhere. Before before noon or afternoon. Yes, four before, out of the after, five of you are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> four fifths of you are really, really good. Four fifths. So proud of four of you. I don't know. I think that's probably too, Ben. I think you probably do have a, a ton of energy that this is part of your outlet. And, yeah. And you is. are always talking to people. I mean, you know, if I see you at anything, you're you're holding audience oh and holding court and you you're talking to people all the time. So why not record it? share those conversations yeah right? yeah that's that's fair i appreciate that i mean to be honest i i do randomly call people sometimes just to i like to shake trees and you do that. i like i have the energy to do it and i just love it um and it is it is the inter- it is a little bit of a selfish pursuit dave will but i and i agree with you like i cherry pick sometimes like the people i want to hear from and i want to hear them talk about this thing but I feel so proud of the fact that I can record it and put it on a platform that I know other people are going to listen to. I almost look at it like when I'm giving presentations, which I love presenting, but I have a very casual presentation style because I like to pull people in and I like to get reactions out of people and make sure they're listening. Even if like half of it is just to make sure that they are listening because it's always, for me, it's that one or two takeaways. And I always tell people that when yes. I'm presenting on a topic too, it's like, we're going to spend 45 minutes together. I may touch on a few things, like do me a favor and narrow in on one or two, or like when you see it, like raise your hand and be like, that's mine. That's the one that I'm going to take with me. And by the way, I'm going to leave the room now. I don't need anything else. Right. Um, and, and I love that. I try to find those moments in our podcast um, because I think that, some people just listen to this is going to make us all sound like uh, I, I don't want to like put us up on a pedestal like that but i think that because we have podcasts not because of who we are in the market but because we have podcasts in the market people look to us to feel connected to um, the industry to the guests that we bring on to the topics that we talk about and so i feel this responsibility to like try and cover stuff and have it unstructured and like dig deeper. And that's the thing I hated about the webinar series. Um, I love a good webinar and we were putting so much time and energy into the polish of it. The podcast is so um, the authenticity of it. And the fact that I have two really smart co-hosts means that like, I don't know what anybody's going to say from minute to minute sometimes. And it's uh, enthralling. I have a question. Oh, I have a question for Dave, but go ahead, Kiki. I wanted to find out, actually, and I don't know if this completely derails what you're about to ask, but um, I wanted to find out, building off of that, Ben, uh, and, and it's really a question for all of you, is how has having a podcast changed you, you know, for ever since you started your association podcast, Focus Podcast, um, what changes have you seen in yourselves or in how you relate to people and how you view things? That's a you know, and there's there's two Daves here. Unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, jump in because you said Dave, but but I think that it hasn't really changed me that much. You know, it's just a different form. I've I've always been speaking at conferences, and I teach at Georgetown, and I've always been curious about what's going on with other people. 
So it's just another version of that, right? Um, and fortunately, I, you know, I'm not getting all these fan texts that you all get. So nothing's gone to my head about that. I podcast. send you texts, Dave. <laughs> that's true. I do get a fan text from you. <laughs> You're right. So my mother funny. doesn't count DC. I didn't know you teach at, you said at Georgetown? Yeah, yeah. I didn't in know a, in a graduate yes, he's Professor Coriel. Yeah. What do you yeah. teach? What is, what's the topic? Uh, requirements analysis and software design. So it's a, um, it's a graduate course in their management, their master's in technology management. I'm, I'm ashamed that I did not know that about you. Well, it's maybe okay. you should have him on your podcast and have him talk about years. his background. I so. have had him on the podcast. Oh. Yeah. So let's not delve into that. But that's that's a great avenue for me because I have a captive audience and they have to laugh at my jokes, right? Because they're, you know, they think their grades be depend great. on that, which they do slightly. There is a column, 10%. Did they laugh at my my dad jokes, right? But also, it's it's a good conversation because I I'm, most of the people in the program are in their 30s, you know, in that part of their career, so they are doing things that I'm not really connected with. And most of them aren't in the 501c community, so I'm seeing a lot of stuff going on outside the community. But that's that's really you know. So to answer Kiki's question, I don't I don't know that it's changed me at all, really. I think it's given me a. Um, I, I would agree. I don't think it's changed me. But it's given me a channel to um, do something that's just supernatural uh, for for me, and 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 by natural, what I mean by that is something I really enjoy doing. It charges me up, and um, the output has been fruitful enough to continue doing it. You know, you can define fruitful in any way you want, but. Um, yeah, that, so so for me, it's 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 a medium, it's a channel for me to, for lack of a better word, express myself and 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 find some joy, just like running in the morning or, or eating at lunch. I actually think it's changed me. I think that I'm a better speaker because I'm so conscious of how I speak that I think I've removed a lot of ums and likes from my speech, which is always a good thing. But there's something else that has happened and that is I realize how little we hear in normal conversations because we all probably know this you go through the interview then you listen to it before it goes to your editor and then you listen to it before it gets published oh you don't I do I, I don't listen, listen to, to these it. episodes four or five times can't stand my voice well and then I listen to it when it goes out on the podcast networks and without fail there will be a part of the interview where I'll say Ooh, I didn't catch that the first, second, or third time. And I, I think what it's doing is it's it's teaching me to listen more deeply. And it's hard because you're you're recording and you're you're thinking about your questions, but but it's made me realize that listening is really an art form. And I'll share with you one more thing, and that is I've realized that voice is power. That Kiki, you have a gorgeous speaking voice. And there's power there, and there's power in and and meaning in the inflection and the intonations that you have, and it's given me greater appreciation of that. My gosh, yeah. I feel so like thank you. It's a hundred. I was thinking earlier when I was listening to the the five of us, and I thought, okay, Ben, Dave, the three of us, we have fine voices. I mean, they're fine for this type of thing. But when you and you just said that about Kiki, which I agree a 
hundred percent, maybe 110 from listening earlier. But Joanna, when you called me and said, hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast, one of the first things I said to you was, you have the perfect voice enunciation cadence for a podcast. I'm so excited just because I could listen to the two of you just talk. I remember you saying that, and I really appreciated it, and I remember it. Thank you. Her natural inflection in the way she's dynamic when she speaks, too. Like, you're an engaging person, Joanna, no matter what. Thank you. you, This was probably eight years ago now or something, and you took me out to lunch at uh, Jay Gilbert's in in McLean, and... um, and I rem- that was like the first time that we had kind of sat down outside of a conference and like chatted. And I was like, this woman's amazing. I was, I feel like we were really finally getting to know each other and you were being you. And I was like, she's putting on a show right now. Not in a, not in a disingenuous way. I was like, this woman's magic. And because we became, we were animated about the things we were talking about. Yeah. You're, you're an exceptional communicator. Well, thank you so much. I think you guys all are, which is why I listen. And think about how our medium with the podcast is voice. Mm-hmm. So except for we have video here. And before we go too far, and we have to name this pod Mutual Admiration Society dot com dot two dot oh, right? I think we, we do appreciate each other and, and and I think we're we're all I know we're all very sincere about the fact that you two happen to also have incredibly good voices yeah. for podcasting. I don't do video, right? This is my I first do time I've done either. video for a podcast and you can see why. I keep it to the voice only. So we'll go from there. But I appreciate everyone jump out. I know we have limited time together and we want to keep this going. I, I appreciate everyone's perspective on that this is a good thing. We want to get some of the other podcasters involved with this joint communi- joint conversation as well. So we, we will definitely do that. Are there other things that from the first time we're all together on the podcast that you feel like the 501c community would benefit from knowing about? Like, I feel like one of the things, my observations you shared earlier, Joanna, one of yours, one of my observations is through the conversations with IT directors, CIOs, CEOs, IT managers, and and those outside the association community, recruit, you know, recruiters, talent acquisition companies, et cetera, is one of the things this communicate this community um, really struggles with the most is the connection between governance and execution mm-hmm. in my world as it relates to IT, right? The governance and the goals and so on making their way into the, the organization's uh, operations and management in a way that allows IT to elevate the mission, vision, and business objectives as opposed to being seen as a potential uh, roadblock to the mission, vision, and business objectives. So I want to just take that and pivot for a second or go to a second to what you said earlier, Kiki, because Ben, you brought it out too, which is we we don't always know what the effect of these podcasts are. Is anyone listening? Am I seeing change? And change happens, I learned a long time ago, right, in small increments. And I think that's okay. Like, you know, the, the the Joanna, you brought the, the people give you feedback or an email. Ben, you brought up that you have these conversations later and you see people over a longitude, right, of their career and you see the changes happen. I think we should take that as a, that's okay that this is happening in small increments. And, and as we bring others into the conversation, find out what the changes they're seeing as a possible theme for us to continue this going forward. I mean, I actually think, I, I think that, um, you know, I, I joke about being conceited and, and like everybody should listen to me. Maybe a little bit of that is true. 
I, I do believe that uh, it's very important, this role that we play in our space. I think that, um, you know, at a time when there there is so, so many, you have so many places where you can get information, I think each one of us being able to distill and and to bring in and bring attention and focus to different areas that we we think that people should pay attention to, I think that that plays an extremely important role. And you know this question about you, you know like is anybody listening and and what can we do? I want I actually I'll, I'll go ahead and claim it. I wish there I could grow uh, the audience times a hundred times a thousand like i i think there's so much more that we could do i think that we should own our our roles and our our what we're able to do in this space i bemoan the fact that we've lost uh the ability to reach a, an amazing amount of people through twitter that we've lost a channel that was actually very very effective um that actually created it allowed people to have entire movements in countries and uh, now we don't have that and i think that um I think that that what we should look at maybe as our little group here and even beyond those who are here right now is, you know, if we took a serious look at our at our podcast and we thought more than just, yeah, I really want to talk to, you know, Seth Goen or whoever, Sam Horn about whatever. If we looked at our podcast and we thought, okay, how can we have the greatest impact on the association community for real, for real, and like actually, you know, um, carry it through so that we're reaching people in a better way, what would that look like? You know, and, and I think that that's a, that's a question that I, I think we should explore. And I, I personally, like, I want to explore that for this coming year. I'm looking at that right now. And part of that is understanding that not everybody wants to listen to an hour-long podcast. Mine's all long form, right? And we were talking mm -hmm. about ASE annual, about doing short form and all kinds of different stuff. Um, what does it look like to be more effective in what we're doing? I care a lot about that. And I um, want to, to make that happen in 2024. Isn't that an interesting topic too? We started out saying we wanted to do 30-minute episodes, the drive time episode. And like we just published a two-part episode with Wes because we were talking about holes in the market and then we're arguing about like we should build a software that does this and they're like just no market for it and like it ended up being this hour plus thing that we split into two episodes because it was so much fun that we were like we're not going to cut this off and the debate was educational for the people i i, I agree like I agree with with the things that you guys both just said, this incremental nature of it. I'm so sentimental. Like I keep this $100 bill from my grandmother that she gave me like 12 years ago in my wallet because I know that she gave it to me with like a Christmas card. And I'm like, I'm just going to carry this forever. She didn't sign it or anything. I just know it's from her. Um, I, I think it's so cool that we get to catalog the relationships and the lessons and those micro moments Um on a platform that arguably is like going to like live and uh, be amplified digitally forever. And I think to me, like I I've said this since I realized where I was um, and I don't remember what year it was. I could probably think back, but I, I say this uh, and I'll say it now, like being on the for-profit side of the nonprofit market is the pleasure of my life and I, I'm never leaving. And anytime I can find that micro moment to like, take a something that we can that we know or have learned or that we can learn from somebody else and like put it there on the shelf for someone to find later i don't care if they find it then but um 
it's a way of like continually investing in this market that um that we love so much and like the credibility of the source of our content we found this out for associations during COVID, right like you can publish a blog i have like 1900 domain names okay i don't even know which ones i own anymore i could put a blog on every one of them and say that the sky you know is falling and that the sun is blue um and all of a sudden when push comes to shove when things matter the credibility of the source of the content has become very very important these days and it was during covid and uh and I think it's a testament to this group right here that you guys bring a lot of credibility to the table and we have an industry around us that we all care about very much. And we've been able to um, compartmentalize conversations, lessons, relationships, and like share that outward. I'm proud of all of us. I think it's so much fun. Hey, yeah, Ben, I heard fun. those two episodes with Wes and it was like being a fly on the wall cool? for a great conversation. I'll just say one thing, and Dave, I, I'm sorry I interrupted. I I like the storytelling. I had Larry Hoffer from AIAS say to me, I'm so happy to be on the podcast because usually it's the large associations that get the attention. And he felt really happy to be able to tell his story. And for me, that's enough, just to be able to tell the story of these association execs and their organizations and the things they're doing. And some of them are doing quite amazing things, and some of them are quite small. It's hey, true. Quick, quick question. I know we're running out of time. What? Why do you think we can't post on Twitter anymore? Because we've abandoned Twitter. I was going to ask about that. We, we no, have. You can. You can. It still exists. Is it's not. Yeah, it's not as effective as it, the reach doesn't have. It doesn't have the reach it had before. Acid yes. chat will live forever, though. It will. It will. But yeah, you, I you mean, think a lot of people have left. Um, like a lot of consumers have left Twitter. Yeah, that's a whole different podcast. We could delve yeah. into what's happened to the channels out there. But yeah, there's if you do uh, some Googling, you'll find what the numbers are that support what Kiki's saying for sure. Joanna. What about you, Dave? Any closing thoughts as we... Um, uh, come on, you're asking me if I can talk some more? No, no. I, I don't have any closing thoughts. I'm, well, yeah, I do. I'm grateful to be... Um, associated with you guys and um, because um, over the 20 some odd years I've been working in the association space um, um, there's probably 20 or 30 people I've bumped into that have been super influential to me and you guys fall in that category so so uh, Ben you said earlier it takes a while to get to know the industry mm -hmm. you're so right my first ASAE one of those nights, I went out with one of my coworkers, and we went to see Batman, Dark Knight. That was back in two thousand three or four or something like that. And and uh, because I didn't know what else to do. Anyway, I can't imagine like taking a night at ASA Annual and going to see a movie. That doesn't make sense to me. So I'm I'm grateful to be here with you guys. Thanks for including me. And I would say building on that a little bit is that I remember I went to the first annual it was before that it was uh, San Diego, probably three San Diego's ago. And I was asked to be on the membership council because I could build a website for the council and all the councils were building their own websites. That's how new this was at the time, right? Websites were. And I remember being labeled as an LLS. I said, what's that? That's a low life supplier. That's how far we've come in this community that I've we're never wow. that in, yeah that's what i was an lls they said if oh, he's an lls low life supplier wow. that was really you know 
sad because I, but look how far we've come as far as being industry partners and what we're contributing so and we're, we're integrated into the community which i feel is a big big advancement for us and them and the 501c's so wrapping up thank you thank you thank you for taking the time i know we're all extremely busy and doing our own podcasts among other things i'm about to go off to a tech tuesday with reggie that we're, we're hosting on asae so um, I appreciate it. Let's keep this conversation going. Maybe quarterly we all get together. We bring some of the other association community podcasters in, find out what they're finding out and take it from there. So thanks again. And um, look forward to seeing you guys in 3D sometime soon. Thank you.